2: live thank you once again for tuning in to on point radio this is your special DJ mr. I can't believe you said that with
3: another host with our host wonder Dre for sophisticated ladies and tonight we have a special guest in the building thank you for tuning in in advance let's kick her intro De Dre.
4: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Sophisticated Ladies. That's right. I am your favorite host that brings you the most. You know what time it is? It's the superheroine of all radio. The love doctor. The queen troublemaker of the airwaves is here. She is back on the mic starting her mess. Yes a.k.a. Wonder Dre is here in the building tonight hosting this hour of fun, or two hours, I should say, of fun. But listen, we got a real special treat for you guys tonight, so you definitely, definitely don't want to miss this show. I need you to call your friends and some other women and tell them that they need to be encouraged. This is a Women's Empowerment Special Edition show. So please call some friends. Call some people that know somebody. Let them know that you don't want to miss this. I have a sister that is on the airwaves with us now. She's doing an interview, an exclusive interview. And before I do bring her in, I just want to say... To the callers and to the listeners, we ask that you will hold your um, your comments until after she finished her segment because she only has a half hour with us due to the fact that she has a pre- previously scheduled um, engagement to get to. And we thank her so much for taking time out of her busy schedule. I have a movie star, producer, I have a writer, a radio personnel that is with us this evening, and this girl has a dynamite story that you do not want to miss. Not only is she going to tell you a little bit about what she does as being a, you know, star, a radio personnel, and a, you know, person that is in a movie and has wrote her own book as well as producing. But she's also here to share her story about being in an abusive marriage that almost cost her life as well as her child's life. So without further ado, I want to bring to Studio A with me no other than the star herself. Mrs. Star, Mrs. Star, yes. how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm better now, that I'm talking
5: to my sister. This, uh, you I know, know uh, that's Wanda right, Draft. girl. You know, we get, we got these tender spirits going on, Wonder Dre, so you know I wouldn't miss it. And, um, I know that's right. I'm happy to be here, especially on a topic like this. So hopefully, we we'll reach some, uh, we we'll touch somebody tonight. If it's just one person, you know, we might yeah. have somebody new situation, somebody whole situation around tonight. I know that's right, and I mm-hmm. really appreciate
4: that, guys. And that's what it's all about, touching other people's lives, and it's a women's empowerment show. So we're going to empower some women today. You ready for that, girl? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All yeah. right. I'm ready for that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Right,
5: so I want to just give you uh, you guys, I'm just going to read um, the, the introduction to my book, um, my book, The Red Hustler, which is also the movie that's um, coming out really soon. The book has been out for five years now. The movie is coming out the end of next month, hopefully, maybe a little sooner. But um, the introduction basically is like The Red Hustler is the story of a, a hardworking girl who was able to face adversity by putting faith first. The global grind of Star Newton is one of many single moms trying to make ends meet for their children. A very inspiring testimonial of how life gives you lemons and you make lemonade. In 2010, Star designed her tattoo. I have a tattoo on my left arm. Star, her designed her tattoo. It's a microphone, boxing gloves, building blocks, clippers, shears, and a comb. The tat, the tattoo artist asks, "What does this represent?" Star answered, "Well, this is the story of my life." And you, the reader, will take a walk through the trials, tribulations, and testimonies of a self-proclaimed ratchet hustler, the ratchet and the bougie. You will laugh, cry, and you will relate. So enjoy. And um, the Red Fuji Hustler can be found on Amazon.com or at Blank and Nobel on Area Avenue. So um, that's basically uh, what where um, I was able to open up and be transparent about the story that me and Wonder Dragon are about to talk about tonight. So, let's
4: awesome. go. <laughs> All right, All right, girlie. <laughs> So. This book that you're actually – well, let's briefly talk about the fact that you are um, doing a movie, and, you know, want to briefly tell us um, what you, you know, doing with that and when that may be dropping.
5: Yes. So the movie um, is about my life. You know, um, The Red Shooting Hustler is something I came up with because I'm a little rough around the edges at times, but I always know how to maintain and conduct business, always. So um, I came up with a word that kind of represented myself, which is Ratshuji. If you Google the word, Ratshuji, R-A-T-C-H-O-U-G-I-E, uh, you'll see me. <laughs> I come up with, you know. <laughs> so uh, um, basically this is what the movie is about. This is what the book is about, and it's just a, a depiction of my life. It started out just being about um, my hustles because i worked since I was 9 years old, so it started out just being about um, my work ethic. And um, then, you know, as we got into the later years, once I met my husband and um, things kind of changed, the book went its own direction. And um, I, I didn't plan for this to be a a, a, a book as far as domestic abuse or whatever. It just ended up turning into that because God got his way of finessing the situation when you think, is gonna go this way and he say no it's gonna go this way, you know, you you never know. So it turned into um a situation where uh, I, I end up getting married and um my husband began to uh use drugs, you know, he used different drugs or whatever and this turned him into a whole nother person. You know, it it brought the monster out of him and uh he began to be abusive. You know, physically, mentally, anything that you could do, like uh, where this is supposed to be your helpmate and your best friend, um, is almost like he made me his enemy. So um, these are some of the things that's in the book as well as in the movie. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, talk too much. And you got another question to ask me, so just let me know. If <laughs> <I'm willing. laughs> now you're good. You're good. Okay. I, I wanted to <laughs>
4: do all you, you know, because I know you had <laughs> never <laughs> timing. But um yes. I definitely wanted you to touch on, you know, what it was like being in the abusive um marriage as well as um what it was like for your child to be in that, you know, same um experience.
5: Right. Okay. Um this is what what we touched on last time, which is the reason um Wonder Dre asked me to come back on the show for this particular segment. Was um, I was explaining how towards the end of the marriage, my son, uh, who who is now incarcerated, he's 19 years old. Um, he's been away for 18 months now. He was arrested at 17 years old, and he's been away since then. And um, I was I was basically talking about towards the end of the marriage how he begins to get frustrated with watching the abuse. You know, um, he watched it from. Uh, maybe uh, I want to say maybe from like 11 to 14 because my ex-husband wasn't always that way. You know, I didn't marry this monster that he turned into. And he he, he uh, ended up getting himself together as well, but it was just too late. However, my son watched this over the course of time. It turned him uh, bitter, right, very, very bitter, and um, this last incident, incident was, like, um, really bad where uh, my ex-husband came in really late. He was high, and I had to be to work at 630. I had a daycare center in Germantown at the time, and my first student came at 630. So it had to be maybe 6 in the morning, and uh, when I went to go outside, I realized that he had me, like, uh, blocked into the driveway. So that frustrated me. So Around this time, I was just over the marriage, over all the um, negativity that came along with it. So my reaction was yelling. I, You know, I yelled. I'm not going to say I was just this little submissive, nice. No, I was upset. You know, I was raging. I came up the steps, and I'm like, you got me blocked in. I got to go to work. Like, this don't make no sense. i like, God, get me out this marriage. This is my exact words was like, Lord, get me out this marriage. And by him being um you know out so late the night before he had just got in like two hours prior, and um you know he he's still basically high off of whatever he took prior to slumber and um so he jumped up, and his reaction is attack so um you know he 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 he, dropped, he threw me down the steps, and then once we got to the bottom of the steps, he banked my uh face into the wall, the side of the steps. So, like, I kind of blacked out because both of my eyes blacked and my nose broke. So it was like, it was like I kind of, I remember some, but I I don't remember everything. I remember coming uh, back, too, and I remember him telling me, now you want to play the victim. And I, I remember blood gushing from, I mean, it was just all over the place. So I run upstairs to get a rag because at the end of the day, I have a student that's about to be, you know, parent is about to be pulling up to the daycare, and I can't not be there because she got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? So what's she going to tell her boss? So um, my first reaction was just run upstairs, grab something to just, you know, to uh, keep the blood from leaking and um, go go to work. And he actually followed me up the steps. And, you know, tried to still fight more in in the room or whatever. And my son, at this point, had went to my car and got my gun out the center console. And my son was standing at the bedroom door. Um, When I opened the bedroom door to go out of it, we was tussling. Him and I was tussling. And um, I'm trying to get out the door. But when I opened the room door, my son was standing at the room door with the gun pointed straight at me but it wasn't so much that he was pointing it at me he just had it pointed for when that door opened because he was tired and Um, I looked I looked him in his eyes and um honestly my son he was 14 I never ever I've seen fear in his eyes as a mother you see every look that you possibly see in your child's face I've never seen this before it's almost like it was just darkness. It was almost like he just left. He left. You know, he just left. And he said, move out the way, Mom. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm not going to move out the way. I'm not. You know, I said, because I can't let you do this. You know, I can't let you. He's not worth it. You know, so I'm trying to get the gun away from my son. And now he's tussling me and my son for the gun. Oh. And we're like, we're, like, shuffling through the hallway. We ended up in... um. My, my youngest son room. And I'm telling my, my middle son, I'm like, grab, grab the gun cause the gun falls to the floor. I'm like, grab the gun, you know, pick the gun up. And my middle son is scared to touch it. He like, I'm not, you know, I, he wouldn't grab it. And all I could think about was if he get a hold of his gun, the mindset that he was in that morning, I felt like he was going to kill all of us, you know, right. because he didn't, he, he something, something in him, um, it it was just making me feel like he felt like he had nothing to lose, you know, and uh, so so I started yelling for my youngest son to wake up. He was in the bed right where we were at. He was he's a heavy sleeper. We in the room like tussling, and I'm like, boom, boom, I'm like, wake up, look at your dad. And he woke up and he he looked at him, and my ex husband just instead of him trying to get the gun anymore, he just ran out the front door, and um, that day was just like um. It, it was it was it was something that I will never forget because um, that night uh, I, I went to work I did go to work and you know the thing is the parent was looking at me like you got blood every like why are you not at the hospital and I'm like I couldn't leave you high and dry like that you know she like no my mom's gonna watch the baby you know my no you go take care of what you gotta take care of or whatever and um, when I got back home. Um, my kids was so shook. They were in the bedroom. We all slept in the same, you know, bedroom that night. But my baby boy was taking, like, chairs and, um, like, he took the chest. Anything he could slide in front of his door, they just, like, slide and all kind of stuff in front of the bedroom door. And I'm like, this is the person that's supposed to protect us. However, um, you know, there is fear from him, you know, and uh, it just let me know that it, it, it couldn't go no farther. Like, uh, you know, this got to stop and it got to stop now because my son, out. first of all, I wouldn't even have let my son go to jail for that. That would have been my case because I would have said that it was me that did it, you know, because I couldn't see my son going to jail for, uh, for trying to protect me. And he should have never had to feel like he had to protect me, you know. Mm-hmm. so um, So all these thoughts was playing through my mind uh we all had to end up going uh going to uh psychologists psychiatrists behind mm-hmm. us because it affected everyone in different ways um so i'm not saying that the abuse is exactly what makes made my son uh be so angry once he became mm-hmm. a little older but i do kind of feel like that played a major part in it you know, and um, so I feel a bit responsible for some of the things that has happened to his life because I feel like I could have walked away sooner. But, you know, like, man, uh, Wanda Dre was talking about earlier, when you're in a situation like that, it's it, you—it's it, like you got to finesse yourself out of the situation. Yeah. You can't just up and go because you can up and go, and then next thing you know he he, he meet you in the dark alley somewhere and you out. You know, or he he feel like you didn't betray him or you don't win against him. And he's not even thinking of the things he did to you because they don't think um, that is their fault. You know, Mm -hmm. I was told told it was my fault over and over again. Well, if you didn't run your mouth, well, if you didn't do this. One time I came in at daylight savings time, you know, I went out with my girlfriends because I wasn't going out at all. Went out with my girlfriends, came in, it said – the clock said three o'clock, but it was two o'clock, you know, because it was daylight savings time. So he like, and you out until three in the morning. I'm like, no, it was two in the morning. It, you know, the clock went up. Well, what you gonna tell me next? He jumped up and, and it's, you know, commenced to. Uh, he broke my he cracked my jawbone that night, and my foot was my ankle was broke my ankle was broke that time. So, and this is the thing, I'm a brawler. One Dre. like I, I, I nice. always, I used to box. I always. I always, you know, was able to protect myself, but I could not bring myself to hurt him. And I couldn't understand why, when he was hurting me so much on a regular basis, why I couldn't bring myself to to lash back or, you know, to get him back, you know? Right. I still don't understand that, you know, now, because my family would be like, why you ain't do this? Or "Why?" I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do it, you know? And. I, I think I was trying to show him love. I think I was trying to show him the opposite. Like, no, 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 don't do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you know, right? I don't know. I right. don't know what, what what exactly you know what's going on. But yeah, that's what happened. And uh, you know, by the grace of God, I survived it, and um, I was able to to be a testimony to somebody else that might be going through it right now um, to let them know it's not going to change. Uh, that person. Has that resentment for whatever reason. Maybe his mom didn't raise him or whatever, because a lot of times that's part of the problem. Their mom wasn't there, so they really had no respect for a woman. Or, you know, it, it's different reasons. It's different things. But when they got that abusive monster in them to beat on a woman, I, I can honestly say I don't see it going nowhere. I don't see it changing. So uh-huh. if, it's happening, if, it, if it's something that's happening to you, if he slaps you one good time, get away get away stay away whatever it's going to take for you to get away do what you got to do do what you got to do because what you don't want to do is end up um dying falling short you know to to uh domestic violence Mm. and you're not being there for your children you can't nobody's going to raise your child like you so you know um that's basically the point that i'm trying to uh get through especially to a lot of the younger ones, because I see they're really going through it, a lot of the youngins, is, um, they, you know, they're being abused left and right because a lot of these young bulls out here are taking these Percocets and feeling like um, incredible Hulk, you know, uh-huh. uh, and putting their hands on them. So, I, you know, I've been reaching out to, I've been talking to a lot of them, to the youngins lately, and um, trying to let them know that's not the way, you know, it's not the way to get out if they can.
4: So I wanted to ask you, how did you wind up getting out of that relationship? Like, I know that, what was the the drawing line and how did you wind up escaping without anyone getting hurt?
5: All right. So that incident um, made him stay away for six months. You know, that incident made him stay away because it was so bad that, you know, he actually stayed away for six months, but then he came back. But when he... When he came back, you know, he was like, you know, I'm different. I, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And I wanted it to be true because this is a man that I've been dating since ninety seven, ninety six. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew how good of a person that he used to be. So I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted this man back. I wanted this to be true this time, you know. And so I, 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 I um, I took him back. You know, I took him back and he not, he didn't hit me again. He didn't I can honestly say that he didn't, but he was a boy on hot mess, right? And mm-hmm. um he, he you know, he had got himself into I, I, a lot of this stuff is in the movie. I'm not gonna say everything of it is um hundred percent true because we got people that might feel some type of way. So, you know, some mm-hmm. of it could be fiction, if you want it to be. And um but but he had got himself into a situation, you know, he was out here selling drugs and um, the money, the fast money and the fast cars and, and the cheating was a thing then because now you got all this money and you, you know, the girls flock to you then. And so that was, a, that was an issue. And, um, he ended up getting into a situation where he got himself, um, in a he got in a really, really, really bad situation and had to leave all the leave the streets alone. And he had to depend on nothing but me completely. Mm. And, and so, um, he had to turn himself in through a year in jail, and he had to, uh, he had not a dime for food, not, not, you know, this is a man who had everything, and now he didn't have anything. And so um, I'm going to just tell you this, right, because a lot of people say, I don't know how you did it, because when he went to jail, that would have been it. However, Mm -hmm. the God in me would not allow me to turn my back on him when he was down on his luck the way he was. So I stayed through the jail time. He came home, I, I, st- I stayed a whole nother year after that. After he yeah. came home, we was together now. I didn't want to sleep with him, nothing. I, I used to sleep on the, in the living room a whole lot, a whole lot, okay? I'm paying all the bills, but I used to sleep in the living room because I didn't want to be touched because I, we had lost it, you know? Right. We had, we had lost it. So, but but at the end of the day, I still love you as a person, and I don't want to see you, you know, um, with nobody, you know, because, because now, you know, once the money is going, to friends leaving, and everybody who, who was the naysayers about the marriage, they all leave too because there's nothing for them to gain now. So um, I stuck I stuck around. We uh, stayed together. got on his feet. He got a job. And one Dre, he got this job right. And I, I was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, cause I I felt like I can leave now. I can I, it's over, it's over, mm-hmm. because you're on your feet now. You're on your feet. You're not. I'm not leaving you by the wayside. He got his job, and uh, one morning I woke up, went on Craigslist, and I said, I think it's time for you to uh, find a place. And he's like, Well, no, I got I got to save up. You know, I got to save some money up or whatever. And I'm like, No, I I actually got you. You know, I'm I'm we gonna go to the bank. We are gonna get the money out. Well, went to the ATM machine, got the little money out. And the um, realtor, not the realtor, but the owner of the building in Frankfurt was willing to let us come and move it. Well, let him come and move into this room the same day. So, um, yeah, he came from over Jersey, and we met him in Frankfurt, and I gave the man the money. I'm like, now make sure you get all your stuff, because when we get over there, I want him to come back. I want him to come back Mm -hmm. here, you know, back and forth. So he gathered his stuff. I took him. We went to the Dollar Tree, gathered up. Toiletries. we I took towels and blankets out the closet and made sure he was straight and dropped them off. And that was it. That was Wow. It. That was it. Okay. straight. And, bad. Yeah, and, you know, he honestly, he tell people all the time, like, I ain't got nothing bad I can say because, you know, she, she ain't leave me high and dry. You know, like, I did a lot of stuff to, to make her not want to be married no more, but she didn't leave me high and dry. So, you know, um, that's 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 how I walked away, and I feel like um, I feel like that's why where a lot of my blessings come from because um, sometimes you gotta put yourself to the side. Not all the time. I'm not saying you know put yourself on a back burner because a lot of us do that, and that's not good either. But sometimes, sometimes you know when people need you, never know what God got you in that person's life for, and what kind of impact you can make on this person that might have a little dark heart. But you might can show them, you know, um, a little bit of positivity and show them, you know, uh, what real love is like, you know, um, and, and they can change a little bit, you know. So I, I, I he got a new girlfriend now and, you know, we are like really good friends and all, all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, it's is, is all good now. So that's, that's what's going really. on with wow so now
4: how the children i know they were affected by that how are they like what are they
5: like now are they
4: okay are they past that
5: this is the thing they love him you know they love him and they never stopped loving him he just confused them Mm. you know he, he confused them a little bit because um you know like i said he was the protector so uh-huh. he, he, you know, like you're the protector and you're, you're causing the damage. So who do they run to? You know, and so um, they they was a little confused, but you know uh, they they was happy he left when he moved. They was excited about that. Like, uh, you know, good, <laughs> right. right now, right now, brother, we want to come visit you, but we ain't trying to, you know, because I think really fear right. that it might right. happen. You, you know they like, okay, he's chilling, he's cool, but it, it was times his voice would get a little, you know, raised or, or something, and, and so they don't know what the outcome was about to be, so I think everybody was on pins and needles, um, you know, even though he had changed, I think everybody still was on pins and needles, and, and then you got to remember, people can change it a little bit to, to hide the truth until they get back in your good graces, you know, they they know mm-hmm. how to pretend they are great pretenders, these, uh, uh, women abusers, I'm telling you, and, and men yeah, too, right. men too. Don't, right. don't, don't think that it's women out here that's hitting on men as well. They right. know how to pretend and save face just a little, just enough to get back in that door or, you know, and, and you forgive them all, and then they do it all over again. So uh-huh. yeah.
4: Absolutely. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, I, yeah. you know what? I, I appreciate you sharing that story. And one of the things that um, I like the fact that you had touched on is because People always say, well, you just could have just left, and why didn't you just leave? That was stupid. Right. But they don't right. realize that you're not only jeopardizing your life at that one point, but you also got your children that's in there. So you got to yep. ease your way back. And, you know, yep. see, I've been in a situation just like you have, and I'm going to tell yep. my story, you know, but I wanted you to tell your story, too. Um, yep. And like I said, this is a special edition, so this is, you know, you, you're getting a piece of everything, you yep. know, tonight. Yep. This is the Wonder Drag, you know what I'm saying? This is my life that's story. Wonder that's why you want to drag. Yeah, you, know you, can, you can wear them several hats and it <laughs> an out like that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Yes. I love it. But if you can briefly tell them real quick, and I know you have to go, if you can tell them why it's important that you must play some type of either reverse psychology or whatever, so that way you got to ease your way out of that situation and as opposed to just bluntly just yeah. saying, I'm going.
5: Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of programs out here now. There's a lot of 1-800 hotlines and things like that, right, because um, it's really a serious situation. And anybody that's willing to, um, any any man that's supposed to love you that's willing to beat the snot out of you is um, obviously not dealing with a full deck and they can snap, you know, and they'll be in jail forever, but you'll be gone, you know. So um, like Wednesday was saying, it's more like a finesse type of situation. You want to kind of make them feel like it's, 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 it's all you, you know, it's all you, because they, they are the best people in the world to make you feel like you're the reason. So, you might want to take ownership. Okay, you know what? You're right. And like she was saying, uh, me, and, uh, Wonder Dre talked earlier. She, she was more like, you know, um, yeah, it was my fault. You know, you gotta, you gotta play, uh, you gotta play a little mind like game, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yes.
4: you gotta
5: it because you don't wanna, you don't wanna be abrupt, and um, and, and you don't wanna leave your kids behind. I hear lots of times. That woman say, well, I had to go, and so I left the kids. Why would yeah. you leave your kids? If he beat on you, it don't matter if you never saw him put his hands on those children. You're going now. And he going like, to say, uh-huh. somebody's, somebody's going to catch you. Do not yeah. leave those children behind. Don't. Because you never know what could happen. Take your children with you. There's shelters. There's a lot of women uh, hotlines uh my instagram is star s t a r r of all trades i will help you in any kind of way that i can my uh facebook is star newton s t a r r newton n e w t o n and if if you need help getting out of your abusive relationship i can give you some tips want the dread i'm sure she's willing to give you some tips you know yeah. i you know just be safe be, be you got to you got to outsmart them you got to outsmart them I That's definitely it. want you to get out. Mm-hmm. I definitely want you to get out. Don't stay, but you have to be be wise about the situation.
4: Yes, absolutely. You are giving us such good advice, and again, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and um, talking to the ladies out there, you know, and sharing that story. Because let me tell you, that story is a testimony that you just you have to keep telling. You know, yes. and I am going to make sure, yes, I am going to make sure that you um, get the posting, the um, how to, you know, be able to listen to the show again after yes. tonight. You can hear the rest of the show as well later on. Yes, and you can really share it with it. some other people.
5: Yes. Yes, I would like to share it on my page if I can. And also, um, uh, uh, yeah, both my Instagram and my Facebook, if I'm able to share the link or whatever, I would like to do that because there's a lot of people um, that's going through this right now and a lot of people that's ashamed to tell their family members or um friends or whatever that they are going through because they're embarrassed by it. Uh-huh. You
1: know. So, Absolutely.
5: you know, yeah, don't be embarrassed. It's not your fault. You know, you you're you're not the you're not the cause of it. You know, you are actually a victim of domestic mm-hmm. violence. Okay? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, um I definitely would like to do that, listening to the rest. And I thank you for having me so much. And uh, this ain't the last y'all going to hear from me now because I love them, okay?
4: I know that's right. I know that's right because, you know, I just, you know, this is this might turn into a little series, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might be getting that phone call again. I'm in. I'm
5: in. I'm in. You can count me in. You can count me in. You know, anything right. that's positive, I'm always going to do it. Um, the the, the uh, story that I just told you about actually is going to be depicted in the movie, The Red Shoe Hustler. We do have that scene in the movie, and we have – my youngest son playing the role of my oldest son at the time and like I was telling Wonder Drake before, the the scene had got so real it actually sent tears down his face reliving what his brother had actually went through. You know? Wow. So Yeah, so so that is in a movie. The movie will be coming out hopefully before the end of next month. It's in the editing process. We're done shooting. Um, we're just doing uh voiceover now and um editing. And, and that's it, you know. So, um, oh, I'm having a going-away party, too, to, to the okay. listeners. Yeah, I'm having a going-away party this Saturday, um, this upcoming Saturday. I have a banquet hall in uh, Albany. It's at 1317 West Nidro Avenue, Uptown Stars Banquet Hall. Um, it's starting at 9 p.m. The tickets are ten dollars. This is my going away party. We got Gilly the Kid. We got Uskino Vasquez. Um, it's being hosted by Joe Brett, E. A. Um, my my big cousin, um, Bruno Brown. Um, that's my little cousin uh Cobain report who's a comedian who's super funny. So it's and we got fireworks at the end, y'all. It's gonna be lit, literally, okay? Wow. So through, I mean, come through and say goodbye to your girl. This ain't the yeah. end. It it's won't be Yeah, this yeah. ain't the end, but it's the beginning to a new beginning It's the it's the beginning to some big stuff that's about to happen. So y'all yeah. gonna, y'all, gonna y'all gonna see me. Y'all gonna see me. Y'all definitely gonna hear me. Thanks for having Ooh. me once again.
4: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Love you much, girl. I love you more. <laughs> yes. All right. Girl. All right. Thank you. Have a blessed evening. You did All right, so that was Star Newton, and we just want to, you know, say again that we appreciate her coming on live. I'm hoping that a lot of people caught that story, but just giving a recap of um, her story, she was talking about um, an abusive uh, marriage, and a lot of us go through abusive relationships, abusive marriages, and things like that, and the thing is um, we try to figure out how we're going to get out of that. And some people, they just do things such as get up and they're gone and they just vanish. You know what I'm saying? And then, like she has said, some people leave their children and then you got to worry about what your children is going through. And what You know what I'm saying? If they got hurt or if they, you know, getting abused or, you know, and stuff like that. And then sometimes you have to play it a certain way, like she was saying, devil's advocate. So that way everybody can get out that house safely. So maybe, you know, it may not be the same approach that you might take, but if that means that all the children is getting out of their house safely and they can move on with their life, it's a painful thing. Yes, it is, because when you in a marriage like that and you're taking your vows very seriously for better or for worse, you know what I mean? The last thing you vowed to was through fights, through beat-ups, through this, through that, you know, and you're taking your vows very seriously, like through death do us part. But at the same time, what I'm not going to do, I want to draw this line and when your children becomes involved with this, you know what I'm saying? That's when it gets to be, it gets to be worse. Now I had a situation and I was in the same situation as I guess, which is star. Um, and, you know, it, it I'm just blessed. Um, And at the time, I I was sick. I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. Um, Graves' disease was the terminal illness of um, thyroid. They thought that it might have been cancer at that point, but thank God it wasn't. But, however, I was given a 5% chance of living. Throughout the time that I had been sick, um, there had been numerous of threats, numerous of, of verbal abuse. Mental abuse, physical abuse that I had to endow with Um, while being sick, while trying to fight death, while trying to beat the sickness. I had to deal with this. Um, Not only, like I said, was it physical, you know, considering the fact that here you are pushing around someone who has lost all this weight, who went down to 90 pounds. At that point, I was so skinny, you could pluck me and I'd probably go straight through a window. That's just how small I was. And I never forget the time when one time I was, he put his hands around my neck and he went to go push me and I went right into a mirror. Like, really, did you have to use that much force? And it really didn't take much because at that point, you know, I was already small. But not just me going through the physical and the mental abuse, but then I had a son who had to go through that. So then he was getting beaten and I didn't even know what was going on for a long while. And then when I did catch on to what was going on and I caught it, I said, what you're not going to do is put my son in this. It's bad enough. You have done what you said, done what you done. You have said nasty things to me. You have verbally abused me. You know what I'm saying? And all in all, you think you've gotten by with this. But all in all, it's like, what can I do at this point? I'm sick. I have Graves' disease. I have no job. I'm sitting here. How are these bills going to get paid? Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, you crazy girl. You could have just walked out the door. Where? Where was I going to go? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do have family. However, at some point, you go through, when it happens to you, sometimes you don't feel like You can talk to everybody at that point. You don't want to share that story because you're trying to get back that old person, like Star was saying. You know, it don't start like overnight. That person, you know, wears that mask. It might be years before you see that. And I didn't even see any of this coming because through the years that we was dating and going out and, you know, even lived together before we had even got married and everything like that, I didn't see no signs of that. I've never seen any signs of that, no hostility, you know, or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, gradually, it started coming out, and then this monster just appeared. And that's just my way of describing it. And then it was like the mask came off, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, oh, shoot, I'm really in this. This is reality, you know what I'm saying? How do I handle this situation? What do I do? Because at this point, my child cannot be a part of this. Now, the thing is, there's a lot that went on, even when it came down to my child. Um, There was, um, my son was acting out in school. He was acting up so bad to the point where, you know, teachers was calling. They had me coming up there. And, you know, at some point when I had got really, really sick, there was a lot of times I could not be there. Um, there was times when I was doing phone conferences because I could not be seen. I was bed bound at that point um, and could not get out. Um, They were wondering why he was acting out for a while. I was wondering why he was acting out. So later on, when I gotten a little bit better, we went and we talked to someone and had therapy. We did, you know, counseling for him and never, ever knew that, this was really, really going on in the background. So as time went on, there was um, things that he had did um, to my son. But you know what? I got something that I want to share with you guys. Listen, this is a surprise. I'm giving y'all a lot about me tonight. Um, I'm digging deep. I'm digging into myself. Um And I'm hoping that I can encourage some women out there who has been through this situation and here as a surprise guest on my show, giving you what it is like from a child's perspective of dealing with the abuse and having to be forced to grow up and be the man that he needed to be to protect his mother is my son. So, Son, if you're out there, I need you to press star eight and let me know when you're in. Teresa,
1: are you out there?
4: Press star eight, sweetie. Hello. All right. Hi. How are you? This evening, my favorite son in the whole wide world.
3: (laughs) Your only son.
4: (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) how are you i'm so glad that you were definitely joining me in on this special edition and what i wanted to do was encourage some people out there especially the women out there who has went through um, abusive marriages and abusive relationships and let them see how it affects um, the children's lifestyles at at the same time. Um, you growing up in the household and seeing a lot of this that was going on, I need you to, you know, just tell us what was it like and how did it affect you socially and even in school and things like that?
3: Well, when I was younger, I didn't really understand things. Uh, I was too young to really understand. But when when I got older, I started understanding more, so I started seeing more for myself. But when I was, like, younger, I was seeing it, but I wasn't, like, like seeing it often, because I wasn't always around. But I'd be, like, downstairs or something, or I'd be, like, behind closed doors, but I would see, like, a mark or something, and I would ask about it. And he will brush it off sometimes, not trying not to tell me, but at the time... I was getting older, so I started seeing it more for myself. And then I remember the time I seen you uh, about to get pushed down the steps. So that that was that was the first situation that I seen. Then he tried to put his hands on me when I was younger. I had to defend myself, but like I couldn't defend myself for for when I was when I was younger, because I thought I was gonna, I was gonna be wrong if I defended myself, but as I got older and I developed my own attitude, I stay around, like, dealing with it to, like, fourth, fifth grade. I start, like, the punishments was different. Like, before it was, like, beatings. Then it'd be, like, like, body punches. Then after that, they started to, like, all-out fights when you wasn't there. And that's what I was telling you about, where when you was on vacation, I told you me and him had got into a fight and got into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But that, that's not easy you're dealing with trying 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 to be focused in school, and then dealing with stuff at home it's, it's not easy, it's not really easy trying to keep focused, and then when you dealing with some things in school it's like you kind of carry some of that attitude from home, so. Sometimes you walk around grumpy. Sometimes you don't know what's going on. Sometimes you're just ready for anything because you might not know what's going on. So then times when stuff was, like, messing up the house. Anyway, anyway, it always had to be, like, physical. It was, like, verbal abuse. It was a lot of things said. It was a lot of things, like, when you was sick, you, like, neglect. You wasn't, like, getting taken care of. I was being the one to be there for you and this that, and the third. I was always, you mean, there for you because, you know, of course, you're my mom, but just seeing it growing up and nobody else being there, that's like, it's crazy. But, the, the actual physical part is, that's the part that's why, like, as you can't do nothing about it when you're younger, you just gotta see it. Like, you know, when you get older, you understand. It's like, are right, you, you try to ask questions like, well, why is this? Why is that? And oh, then wow. the more you're telling me, like, the more you're telling me, like, what was really going on, I just wish you had to let me know, like, when I was younger, because I probably would have did something when I was younger, too. But I don't know. I, once I got my own development of way of thinking, I just, mm, I, I had get my own insight on things. And then... I remember I ain't going to forget what I seen, so going off Bye. of what you said, going off of what I seen, it's like I know my mom ain't lying about it, and so I just got be to the, be, the, be the man of the house, and I always was the man of the house. So from that point on, when whenever it was somebody you was dealing with or it was somebody that came along, then I was always still the man of the house, and I always had to show them that. I'm still the man of the house, no matter who stuff foot in the house. No matter what male is in this house, I'm still going to be the male of the house. Because when you leave, I'm still going to be here. And That's right. Even, even when you, if you stay, no matter where you go, I'm going. So I'm I'm still going to be there. So I'm always going to be the man of the house. And even when I leave, I'm still the man of the house. <laughs> so... <laughs>
4: Exactly, and, and I remember those words distinctly. And and I remember you saying that it forced you to be um, grow up faster than what you had planned. Can you tell me what did you mean by that?
3: Well, it was things that we didn't like have in the house. So far as like, all right, when uh, when you was married and your marriage had uh, had went left, it we ain't really had much. There's times, I was I was just talking about this the other day. There's times when we was looking at each other like, who going to eat the can of soup? <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> who going to who eat the
1: pack of the Who's going
3: to go home tonight? Yeah, who, who <laughs> did, did you eat at school? Did you eat at work? All right, well, I ain't at work, so you, you go eat this. So, it was always times like that. And I remember those times, and like, there's times where, like, when we did start getting, like, on our feet, and I'll try to, like, cook when you're not at uh, home and you come home to a different house and come home to some food cook. We would go food shopping like once a month. Yes. Like, uh, once a month. And, mm-hmm. and we had to make a stretch. And we had bought like meats and we had sides. And sometimes yep. when we went through all the meats and all we had was sides we was looking at each other like uh who will eat the rice? Who will eat the uh, the Uncle Ben's? <laughs> Who's right? eat the Goya? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Plenty of times when I ate corn, cans of corn. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was the meal. And it, it I was was eating,
3: Uh uh, what was that? The cranberry sauces. <laughs> got it. Got it. All the cans of cranberry sauce, you got mad at me. <laughs> there was never no cranberry <laughs> sauce. But then we had all that peanut butter. Peanut butter, no jelly, bread, right? bread, lunch meat, no, no, no mayo, lettuce, no right. tomato,
1: <laughs> exactly, ham with no burger, <laughs> <laughs> cheese, no
4: steak. <laughs> it was a real rough moment, and the point that I'm, we're trying to make too is that even though you're going to go through that financial thing afterwards. But actually, in reality, it kind of brought us closer together. And that's because Mm -hmm. we've seen where we came from. And now we can look back and, you know, and be grateful. And it's like, okay, you didn't know that you were dealing with the Wonder (laughs) Dre. You didn't know that you were dealing with a woman that was that strong, that was going to get back on her feet, that was going to get better in her health. You know what I'm saying? Get a good job. Own multiple, you know, businesses, have multiple, you know, places that she owned, you never knew that. But you chose to do what you do and take the cowboy way out. But like I said, it it really strengthened the bond between him and I. And so as you can see that even though we, it's sort of like you laugh through your pain because the hustling was real up in that house. Like my son had Mm. to, Become the hustler to help me out. He be- yes, I was just talking about that the other day. Oh my gosh! Tell them about how you saw so Hot, hot as ever,
3: hundred degree, hundred degrees. Listen, it's times where yeah, this was part of the struggle too, uh, where we had four nouns, and I had to think for myself and I developed my own mindset. I, it's great. It was some things out here I was doing that wasn't right. We ain't gonna say everything over the over the uh, over the radio. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a little out there, but it's some things I was out there doing that wasn't right. But I had to make a way of living the way to get some cash. And yes. one of the things I, uh, one of the things I had picked up was a uh, how to how to how
1: to uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you
3: say this? Uh, all right, how do you say this without being too uh, crazy? How to get food for yourself hmm Get it mm-hmm. for yourself. And, and, and when, when you get waters, yep. you get $3 waters, and it's like a $20 come-up. at right. Even for the younger yep. people that's trying to make a come-up now, that's an honest living. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You can get $3 yep. water. There's 24, 24 in in the pack for $3. That's a $21 come-up. So... Yep. I was putting them in the, in the freezer. I ain't even had no ice. I was just putting them those <laughs> in the freezer and yep. taking them outside when it was halfway frozen and put them in the cooler and have mm-hmm. like 50 of them jars right right outside, sitting on on the boulevard, never on the boulevard, just yes. sitting there. Yep. So I sat there like 100 degree weather. I learned how to hustle. Yes. I learned how to get food. And then I started paying for my food. And I started paying for other stuff. I was able to do for myself. It wasn't mm-hmm. a job, but it was uh, um, it was a hustle. And yeah. at the time, it was taking a load off my mom because the less I, she got worried about me and me, or the less she got worried about with me, the more I do for myself. The less she got worried about. So mm-hmm. it's taking the load off. At the same time, we helping each other. Exactly. We, learned, we had to learn survival, and that, even to this day, when like. It's times I'm broke. I make me a peanut butter jelly sandwich all week at work. <laughs> I was cutting here for five dollars then. I'm cutting here for thirty dollars now.
4: The yes. struggle is real, but it paid off. I remember that because literally, I remember my son opening up a barber shop on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. cutting the whole neighborhood for $5, okay? So he can make some money so we can have something to eat. And it was a hustle. And I was working two or three jobs. And, you know, there's times when I was working um, in the nursing home doing hair. And there was times when my son had to help me out and come up there during the holidays and help me shampoo so we can get this extra 22 people in so that way we can yep. make this fast come up so he can have Isn't something to eat.
5: Holders. Oh yes, yes. It's time. you black. Be like,
3: I need 32 clients today. You're like, i I need you. I need you to, need you to uh, come in so we can knock these hands in and out. You you wash them while I put the rollers in, and while they' sat in the dryer, you you take them out and you put all the pins and the rollers out, and then I'm gonna uh, pick all. The, I'm gonna take the rectal call and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick them all out and style it. All right, yeah. and then we do exactly that. And we were zipping them in and
4: out. <laughs> exactly. And we had a beautiful Christmas that year because my son got what he wanted and what he needed. You know what I'm saying? And bills were paid. You know, we worked yeah. seven days a week nonstop doing this. I mean, there was times when we would take potatoes and we would make wonders out of potatoes. Honey, we would get a 10-pound bag of potatoes. Day. Yes! Fresh fries ice cream. Guys, we had mashed potatoes, we had potato salad. We did so many things with potatoes. I didn't know you could do that much with potatoes. Fresh <laughs> fries with a pound of salt. Yes.
1: <laughs> and G- I remember
4: whole so I'm like, yo, we gonna have a high blood pressure. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. And we we'll sit there like it was popcorn and watch movies, like, you know what I mean? Everything was okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. so this was the after mass. This is some of the things that you got to go through, the dark sides that you had to go through to make the, you know, the test that turns into the testimony that turns into the triumph at the end. That's what we are talking about right there, but it's all to make you better and it's all to make you stronger. I never forget the time when my son had to be taken to, um, remember when you had to get the therapy that was going on, And the therapy, um, the lady was trying to talk to you about it. And we was like, what is wrong? What is going on? Why can't we get through to this kid? Why is he making this change? And I'm thinking maybe it's because of me being sick, you know, maybe it's because he's helping me out or whatever like that. And he just can't handle it. But I had, you know, didn't know that it was that much that was going on behind the scenes. And then the beatings that you were getting just for, you know, Oh, Tyrese did something bad in school. Okay, now you got to take him downstairs Ooh. in the basement and beat him with a brush. You got to yeah. tell them about that
3: one. Yeah, I man. His, his favorite thing was hands. He'd tell me, uh, "Hands, man, put your hands out." So if you if you try to duck your hands, if you try to like put your hands back out, like I mean, if you try to tuck your hands back in then you got to put them back out. Or you'll get, them, or you'll get an extra, extra uh, crack on the knuckles. They'll take the brush and crack them sides your knuckles. <laughs> extra hard. And one time we was in the bathroom and my mom wasn't there. He was like, hands. So I'm crying before I even get there because I already know it's about to go down. So I'm scared to put my hands out. So first I'm playing a little game with him. I ain't going to lie, I, mean, I probably made him a little mad with that. At first, at first, I'm trying to put, tuck my hands in. Because I'm like, oh, he trying to swing extra hard. He took that joystick, He said,
1: and He broke the brush off my hand. I was like, ah, I couldn't I write this. for, like, two weeks. <laughs> I two weeks. I remember that. The hands were
3: swollen. <laughs> the teacher was like, what happened? Are you getting abused? I was like, no. It was like, why you can't write your name? So then the, the, the second, the third week, I just milked it because I didn't want to do no work. I didn't like to do work as a kid. So uh, I milked it. So once my mom figured out I could write, again, she made me do my work. But (laughs) for them two weeks, legit, I couldn't write.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was like the drawing line. I said, you know what, it's bad enough that I'm going through what I'm going through with you, but when you start doing this to my child and I'm getting phone calls and the teacher is telling me, listen, I could have called DHS, but I know your situation and I know that you're sick. You know what I mean? Did you know what had happened? I had no idea what had happened until Tyrese had came home because by that point everything had already set in and it started swelling up. And then I'm looking at swollen knuckles. Dried up blood, scars. You know what I mean. Stripes on his back from when he got hit with the belt. You know what I mean. And the push-up position that he said oh, had to be. You know what I what mean. Had I like there in front training. of the classroom
3: one time. <laughs> and I was there crying and whatnot. That was embarrassing. Just, Very
4: embarrassing. That was like a drill sergeant. Mm. I remember the time when you um, when he came up to the school and he went in the bathroom had you to, oh, hold yeah. to the toilet seat and beat you behind
5: butt yeah. naked
4: at the toilet seat that yeah, was the most the
3: humiliating when thing we was kids, when we was kids like all right it, it might be a little weird because now that we grown you know what i'm saying we get the full acknowledgement and stuff but when we was kids we all used to have like basically the same bathroom that, that the schools have now but, like, the urinals was, like, on the, on the ground, so you had to pee down. So it kind of like the public the public bathrooms. So mm-hmm. all the kids in there uh, in the bathroom and stuff, he's sitting over there, got me butt naked. So all the little boys see my little butt you all that and saying that ain't cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, exactly. and then I'm sitting there getting my butt whooped. The niggas laughing. That ain't cool. <laughs> so Bye. I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying, then I I go back to I go back to class. classroom. you get the you better not get that phone call. You get your butt whooped. You know, oh man, like come on, yeah. You know, like nobody, dude. The people want to say stuff at school. And you can't really say that because you 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 were getting in trouble in school, and then you were getting in trouble at home. So it was like, all right, it's a lose lose. <laughs> so right, so I, was, right. When I had to, I finally started defending for myself. Like around fourth grade, I mean, I was really lashing out, but I just got to, I had to to see who I was. (laughs)
5: That's
3: when I I found out who I was.
4: I I noticed that, you know, as you gotten older, you became more feisty. Um, And there were times when you was like, enough is enough, and, you know, gotten to the point where you would get in more fights in school, and you know, it, it changed you. So, Tell me, how did this situation change you into the developing your personality being a little bit more not tolerable? I put it that way. You not tolerating certain things.
3: Well, I don't like. Well, I don't like the whole domestic situations in general. Like, even like, I see somebody like. Even if I see somebody that's like ain't got nothing to do with me, I see like a guy hitting a female. I don't like that. I'm be honest with you. Like, there's been times like I, I see it now like. Certain situations, like if I see somebody that's like like oh like too drunk, so I'm like, all right well that, that's kind of funny, but like <laughs> but if I see somebody like two sober people are having an issue, and he over going up over and over hill, like that ain't cool like you you a grown man and you you know the strength you got like you you're drunk like and then like once was is enough, but for some 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 niggas be just just really fire females like they like they niggas. I'm like, yo, that's not cool. Like if that was your mom, you know say, like it was like you know what I'm saying, I can't say like it's what well, it was sounds that was you. Know, it sounds like I see you throwing DVDs all the way across the room. You throwing everything right. in the room. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was right like, across the, the bed just throwing stuff and throwing shoes and throwing everything, and it got pushed, and everything, so it's like, I, I don't, certainly I don't like seeing. so like, enough, of, enough be of enough, enough sometimes, then with me, and like, other people, like, growing up, but like, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't like people, I'll be honest with you, I, I, don't, I don't like people, and it made me, like, cool, so it's like, I don't really, I don't really have certain feelings that, like, I, I would, I should've got as a kid, like, some feelings, like, I think I, I should have got as a kid or some some attention I should have got as a kid that I didn't get is like, all right, I got spent spend all my life, like not basically getting my butt whooped, but most of my life getting my butt whooped. So mm-hmm. when it's time to doing the butt whipping, I make sure I do it, and I do it well. <laughs> 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 I do it very well. Oh, my goodness. We're trying to throw them paws up. I throw them paws, and people be knocked out, and I'm still throwing the paws. So it's scarred me. So it's like times where I thought enough was enough as a kid and enough wasn't enough. Enough ain't enough now. So it's like, I don't know, I kind of took that same attitude towards other people. I don't
4: know. Right, right, Um, because there's a lot of hurt that was there, and, you know, thank God for the bonding that we had where we were able to work through it and talk through it and, you know what I mean, and be there for each other at the same time, You you know, it was just a lot that we had to go through. I mean, you went through a lot when it came down to the physical and everything. There was times when I was told during the time of my sickness to drop dead. You know, do him a yeah. favor and drop dead. You know what I mean? Boom. And it my,
3: was the floor with you and all this extra. Yeah. Like,
4: what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yup. And you know all the the craziness, <laughs> the verbal, the the physical. The times are coming in from church. You know what I'm saying? I'm at and a time
3: when you had to hide in your car. You just got your car. You had to hide in your car because boy wanted to act like a park game, and I wanted to get to him so bad. I'm like, Mom, it's enough. And this time, I'm grown. So I'm like, listen, I'm I'll give it two more right now. Like, mom, is enough, enough. was he like, he was sitting there crying, and I was like, you know what, mom? Like, I don't like seeing this, but I was in the car with you. He was at, he was all that like tapping at the window, and like he was gonna break in the car. He was like, yo, I just got this. Like, you ain't gonna, you man, go ahead with all that. Right. I'm like, I'm like yo, go ahead and take a walk or something. And then he just took ahead, took a little cigarette break or whatever he did. We never know what he was doing behind closed doors, because you he, he, I mean that that anger was it's not just that's not you don't get angry off cigarettes, you don't get angry off marijuana, you don't get married, you don't, you don't get angry off none of that. So it, it had to be some stuff underneath closed doors that we ain't know about. But hey, that's his business.
1: But mm-hmm.
3: when it came to, in the house, they, they had to chill. And there's times where me and him almost got into it a couple of times. Like, listen, like, one, I it was the whole name thing. Like, all right, I'm grown, you're grown. Your name's Ty, my name's Ty. But I'm the original. I'm always going to be the man in this house. You know what I'm saying? And then he That's tried right. to come in and invade that. And then he he tried to feel as though he can do what he wanted and steal certain things. <laughs> and, trying to act like you're going to put your hands up and beef up on people. Listen, nigga, listen, I'm grown now. <laughs> like, this, this is a whole different. I've been there, done that with, like, two, three other niggas before you. So it's like, I by this time and I'm grown, I've seen it for myself, and, and I've been doing stuff out here in the streets and coming home, and I, and I got my own attitude and way of thinking. I'm like, listen, I ain't for it. So – and man, I just wanted to make sure you was done because I didn't want to do nothing and then, you, right? You, you be mad at me or whatever the case. I ain't know how to how to go about it, so I just knew I ain't want to see it no more. So, right. I asked you was enough enough. You locked the door that day, man. I I'm lucky I ain't get to him. He lucky I ain't get to him. But there's times where shoot, me using in the room playing the game, you get mad at the game. He wants to just say a little stuff at me or, or act like he wants to swell up at me. And I was defending myself. You got in between right. it. And I was, and I told him, I remember word for word, everything. He said that he put it, he tried to t- tuck my head down. I put my head up. You, 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 you got in between it. And he said, yeah. something, something slick. And I, it was something related to my dad. And I'm like, you don't know me or my dad. You don't really know me. And then I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. And then you got in the middle of it. I'm like, nigga, I'll, I'll kill you if, you if you if you hurt my mom trying to get to me. If my mom get hurt, I was like, mom, get out the way. He was like, Todd, chill. He looked at him and was like, Todd, chill. So both is the chill. I'm like, mom, move. Because it's about to get real. Because now you in the middle of it. And all I'm thinking is, where is? You know what I'm saying? If you get hurt or if one of us swell up, and you get hurt in the in the process of all this to try to break it up or because he wouldn't be acting like a big old kid over a video game, then I'm really going to hurt this man, like right? I'm really going to hurt this man because that's my mom, like, you don't you don't know what we've been through in the past, like, you don't know what I seen right. as a child, so it's like, you're not going to, certain, certain things you're just not going to do, and then I, I'm i the man of the house, so I'm all you got yeah. at this time.
4: So, you know, for those people who's trying to figure out where he's coming from, because we did start talking about the marriage thing, and we went into later on pretty much. Because, this okay, the marriage thing was one thing, but then several years later, I got into another relationship that involved um, some domestic violence that was going on. And this particular time, this person um, was uh, turned a into a thief and also was on drugs. And they had an old habit that they brought back. And so these are some of the things that we had encountered and not just once, but twice. So, um, this is why we have having this show. Now, right before we do continue the story, and Ty, I do want you to stay in there, um, I'm just going to go on Mr. On Point for the um, following. And then also, too, after he does the following, if you do have any callers out there that would like to chime in and relate to this conversation while we are on the line, you can feel free to call in. The number to call in is 724-444-7444. We are having a Women's Empowerment Show. The show is talking about domestic abuse and how it affects the household, how it affected the children, you know, speak out, you know, how has it affected you to the point where you can't continue to go on to another relationship? How has your heart felt since then? How did you get out of it? We're going to share more in a few minutes, but we're going to bring Mr. On Point on to, um, to share how he can follow us. And then we're going to come right back into our show with um, Ty and we're going to talk about this. So, Without further ado, Mr. On Point.
6: Peace, power, and blessings, wonder, Jay. Peace, power, and blessings. Um,
1: Peace.
6: Wow. Powerful show, Jay. Powerful show. Um,
1: Thank you. I'm loving
6: it. I'm loving it. Um, people out there in Radio Land, if you want to be part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point enterprises. Again, our Facebook is on point one word O N T O I N T Enterprises E N T E R T R I Z I Z. If you're on Instagram, follow us at team underscore on point two one five. Again, our Instagram is team T E A M underscore on point two one five. If you're on Twitter, follow us at team on point. Our Twitter is at team on point. And also go to our website to read about On Point, the different fashions that make up On Point, different people involved in On Point, and the different things that On Point does in the community and abroad. Go to our website, onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, our website is onpoint 215weeblycom dot com. And also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear discussed. Email us at onpoint com. Again, our email is on point two one five at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call or a text directly. Or any the comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear discussed. Give us a call or a text directly at two six seven four one seven O six. That's on two six seven four one seven six six seven eight. Back to you, Joy.
4: All right. Thank you very much. Um, are there any callers that's in queue right now that would like to speak?
6: No callers as of yet, not that I could say.
4: Okay, all right. So basically, um, going back into our show, basically um, what we were talking about is ways that you can get out of that relationship. And going back into talking about my marriage, um, the way that I got out of it, I had to kind of play the blame game, honestly speaking, because I felt like enough was enough. I'm tired of being hurt. You know, I dealt with this and I said, God, if you could just get me out of this situation and raise me up out of this sickbed, you know what I'm saying, and let me be there for my child to see my child graduate and get grown, I will be happy. So, when God did seem, you know, to handle that and he had gave me the strength and the ability to get back on my feet, I, you know, got myself together. I got a job. We were able to, you know, pay bills. Oh, someone needs to use their phone. I'm sorry. Okay. And so my way of dealing with that was saying, you know, hey, enough is enough. Andrea, you deserve better than this. You deserve more than what you're getting. You know, you, you're not here for nobody's punching bag. You're not here to be told that to, the to drop did. You know what I mean? God left me here for a reason. To be a testimony, to be an empowerment to other people who is going through the same thing. So at that point, I said to him, I use reverse psychology. I said, you know what? Things went bad, and it's because of me. Maybe it was my fault for getting sick. Maybe it was my fault for, you know, and I knew this wasn't true because, I mean, stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I went, you know, and made a lust when it came down to this relationship. Maybe I didn't, you know, give it enough time or I wasn't as patient or whatever. But for whatever it is, you know, right now, I just want you to be happy. And right now, it looks like the both of us is not happy. And I don't want to bring no unhappiness to your life. I want you to find the person that is really fit for you because I don't feel that I'm the right person for you. This is what I said to him. So after I said that to him, you know, it forced him into another way of thinking. And then it was like, okay, all right, cool. I ain't going to say that I'm wrong, but I'll go with that. And I'll go ahead and sign the divorce papers. And that's what happened. And that's how I got out of it. Um, Everybody has their own way. Everybody, sure, you can easily say, you know, oh, you crazy to go ahead went through it that long. You don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? You couldn't get everybody else involved. You know what I mean? You got a child that's being raised. I didn't have a job. My son was small at the time. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I didn't want to tell the wrong people, and they mess around and get a case. And now I don't involve people that had to go to jail because they tried to kill this person. So it was like god what do I do? You know, my thing was I had to be the mother bear to my child. I had to be protected. I was literally like a bear. Wherever I slept, we did not sleep in the same room. You know what I'm saying? Him him and I. So When it came down to me and my son, my son, everywhere I went in the house to go to sleep, he went in the house and he fell asleep. We were just, it was like a bear protecting his cub. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that at night there was nothing else going on after I found out what had happened. You will not get that opportunity to hit my child again. It's bad enough you did it to me, but my child oh no, you won't do this. If it happens ever again, trust and know, I will have you in the system so quickly, you won't even know what time it is. And yeah, you caught an easy pass, but trust and know, when it comes down to my child, I'm going to protect what I got, because that's my one and only, okay? So it when it came down to the relationships, my son <laughs> was very hostile because it was like after that marriage, you know, and everything and, and getting involved in relationships and everything like that. He was like, if you even look at my mom, mm. I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> Remember that time you didn't even want nobody to deal with me. You didn't want nobody to talk to me. And even dealing in the relationship that I've been in now. You know, and how it has turned out to, you know, go into a marriage mode. You know, you were like very hostile towards that. How did you feel at that point in time I'm when you really, said,
3: uh huh? Honestly, when you, when you was, like, marriage, I'm like, marriage? What you mean, marriage? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm
1: like, I'm not going to
3: have marriage. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, no, this guy's different because I had to give him a – he, all you kept saying was give this guy a chance. He's not like the rest at all. And as I seen it, I was like, he, he's really not. So I I grew to be cool with that. So, like, I just – all I remember is when I first met him, all I could remember was saying, you're not really going to see me much because I don't really come around. But if you see me, you just know it's a problem.
1: <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> but,
4: oh,
1: gosh. I was like, I one guess- time, you're not going to see
3: me much. Right. But I was like, uh, I shook his head. I looked at him. He was like, you ain't got to give me the side eye. I got a son, too. I
4: understand. I understand. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> As you know we call him Wonder Bob on the air, right? Yeah, Wonder Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Wonder Bob.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, Wonder Bob became cool. I was like, yeah, he never showed no signs of any of that, so I never, never really had to be that way towards him. So Wonder Bob was cool in my eyes.
1: That's And so, so when, he,
3: when he came to me, he actually came to me first. Uh about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give your mom the ring, and I want you to be there, and I was like, wow, nobody really did that, because even when I was a kid, I was around when you brought it, I mean, when you brought it, but right. I didn't really understand. It wasn't like a breakdown thing like, oh, I'm about to marry your mother, or oh, I want to marry your mother. It wasn't like an ass. It was more so a, a do. So now right. it's, it's like, saying, right. he, he asked me, like, oh, I want to marry your mom, and I'm like, man, that's, that's cool. That's cool. You got to take care of it. And ask her, like, you know, and, I, and we talked about it, and you were you ready for it? I'm like, okay.
4: <laughs> yes. And the thing is, you know, going through something like that in a marriage, it will really heart in your heart. It took a lot to learn how to love all over again because my heart was so broken in so many pieces and it was so shattered. The one of the things that it had left as far as an impact is I'm like this, we can argue but in a relationship, but don't don't talk at me, talk to me. Because when you start howling at me, I black out because it sends me right back To where I was and the trust factor. Oh my God. It took so much for me to trust again. It, It literally did. I literally thought that this man was going to get the keys to the house the day of the wedding because I felt like, you know, I had not have been lied to. I have been, you know, beat on. I have been talked about, I have been abused. I've had things taken out of my house. the walked down the street, furniture being moved out of my house and I came home, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Why is the TV going? What happened? You know what I'm saying? So it was so much that I had to deal with, you know, when it came down to the trust. To learn how to love again and to melt my heart all over again and take all those thousands of pieces and glue them back over the years, you know, piece by piece and become a whole, it took a lot. You know, dealing with something like abuse can really shatter your life forever if you let it. But I was determined and I felt like, you know what, I I do want to love again. I do want to make room for the right man to come along. Like, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That said, you know, stop settling for Mr. Right now and go for Mr. Right. So I had to get at that point where, you know what, I don't want nothing right now. You know what I mean? I had, you know, different you know, guys that I talked to and went out with, this one for the romance, this one for the finance, this one because he was cute and he needed to be on my hip and my shoulders so I could show him all because he had nice pretty hair and he was light-skinned, you know, and I did all that. Now it's, it's time for somebody I could grow old with. Somebody that's going to mend those pieces together. You know what I'm saying? So it meant that, you know what, I got to get to know Wonder dress. You know what, Dwayne? You got to get to know yourself. You got to love yourself and get yourself prepared. You know what I'm saying? If that means that you got to, you know, go ahead, go invest into a business, you know what I mean? Go and, you know, get yourself together physically, naturally, mentally That's the main thing right there. Mentally, you cannot go on thinking that you can brush something off that happened like that and then go on to the next relationship and think that you're not going to relive those moments and take that person through. No, you cannot possibly think that. It takes years. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, the relationships that I got into were hell. (laughs) Afterwards, you know what I'm saying? So, it takes time, and, and you have to get to the point that if it takes a year or two years to be to yourself, by yourself, you know what I'm saying, and deal with yourself and your issues and your personality, do that. And so that's what I had to do. And then I became involved again, and that grew into the marriage thing. But it took so long. I, I got to bring one Bob up here one day, and he got to tell you about some of the, the phases that I went through. But I, I started with my son because my son, that's, he's closer than close. You know what I'm saying? He's just as close. And he can tell you some of the things that I've been through. But, Ty, tell them, tell them what you've seen going through as far as the process that I went through when it came down to processing and trying to get into relationships and things like that. Tell them what you felt.
3: Well, I had to teach you the game because you ain't no game at all. So
4: a game like coming, yeah. out of
3: a, yeah, coming out of a marriage, like you was married and dealing with the same guy for so long, dealing with somebody else. It was a lot you was missing out here. You ain't know how a young boy was coming at you, how an older person was coming at you. So it was just like certain text messages, like you would come, it would come to you like, what does this mean? I'm like, that guy ain't the one. He he, he trying to get in your pants.
1: So I'm
3: mm-hmm. like, well, there's right, well, times you had to see for yourself, and we'll come back crying. I'm like, what happened, mom? I was like he left. I was like, wow. And so he wasn't the one. And then, uh, around this time, and then it was like a couple people, then the, the, the thief bull came along, and then he ain't going nowhere, but he took everything else with him. <laughs> 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 everything else went.
4: Right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The hard so, learning lessons. Yes.
3: You didn't really know, like, a lot coming out of a marriage is a lot. You had to just experience and, and learn for yourself. But me watching it, it wasn't easy. Cause it like, Oh man. Cause like me, I'm young. I know game. And I'm like, Oh mom, like how you, <laughs> how you do that? Or how you, how that happened. And, but you didn't know game. So it was just like, all right, well, mom. Well, this 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 is what happens when, like, cause I'm a guy. I'm, I told you the guy perspective on on certain things, and then you got more of an understanding and as experience went by. It was like, well, right, you got your own way of dealing with certain things, and so with your experience, you just know not, not to let certain things happen no more. So it's like, all right, now you're better with it, and now you came around somebody that's there for you, so it's not really much you got, it's not you really got to experience no more, it's more so building than, than experiencing.
4: Yes, and one thing it, it did, I'm sure, is taught you how to be the man that they weren't, and it kind of taught yeah. you on the negative and a positive side. Talk about that real quick.
3: Yeah, on the positive side, like, I always know that, like, Right for wrong, don't put your hands on females. But at the end of the day, like, the, on the negative side, the only thing that really changed me was I'm more reactive. Like, I'm more quick to respond to uh, certain situations. Not on the female, against the females, but, like, against, like, people in general. I'm more so, like, snappy, like a ticking time bomb, <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm.
3: I know how to deal with myself like on a on positive side like I know how like me knowing myself helps me with other people so on a positive mm-hmm. note like I know where to where to, like my boundaries is like where to pace myself cause it's like I know where, where the roads I don't want to go down I know the roads so I do want to go down
1: so mm-hmm.
3: I've seen a, a lot growing up so it's like me seeing a lot growing up and doing a lot growing up really made me chill out. Like, even though I'm still young, but I'm still older than what I was. So, like, now that I'm older than what I was, it's like, I I learned to chill out a lot more. So, right. not a lot of a lashing out and in the, in the anger that I was going through there, I'm not going through no more. It's more so, like, all right, I, I know what I'm capable of. I know myself, but I, I'd rather not go that route. I'd rather, like, stay away from, like, people. I'd rather stay in myself than to sit there and put myself in a predicament where I can be, like, an angry person or something like that. Uh-huh. Or put my hands on another person. In uh-huh. ship, I learned to walk out or just block <laughs> just block people. <laughs> And right can, uh, the less you gotta hear the less you gotta do with the less you deal with the less stress you have to deal with the less stress the, the easier life and that's what that's not what leadership is about leadership is not about stress leadership is about
4: building so Yeah. oh my seven. goodness but you know what, though? I would have to say this much because a lot of parents that's out there, you constantly think that, you know, oh, what can my child teach me? My child can't teach me. Hey, they're supposed to listen to us. But sometimes, now, these things that's going on nowadays, now, I was in a marriage, and remember, and the relationship part of it, for 10 years collectively. So, coming out of that, I didn't know these little cliches and what ticket meant and, you know, the abbreviations and all that. So, you know, you're never too old to learn. But at the same time, trying to get back into the little dating game, it was like all new world for me. And it was like, you know, after him seeing what was going on and, and how I was hurting and all that stuff, he's like, no, I'm not even going to let you rock through that. Let me tell you, you know, let me tell you what that means. Let me let you read in between the lines of what's going on here. This one ain't trying to be with you. He he, trying to get in your pants. This one kicking means that he don't want no title. You know what I mean? I needed him to like literally break it down in the two thousand four because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know. You know, and which is you know awesome to be able to have that connection. You know, because it shows also that I got you back. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I'ma hold that thought for a minute. You know, we're gonna come right back to this. I'm gonna bring Mr. I can't believe he said that. I got to say this much first of all. Mr. I can't believe he said that just had a birthday. So I wanna give him a special shout out and say, Happy birthday, my brother. I need you to like
2: appreciate
4: it. Yes. And you hear all this stuff going on. I know, you know, you always talk with your hands, you know what I'm saying? So I know you got something in the cut that you can, you know. And then I need you to say what you what you think about this show, because this has been a powerful show. My son is laying it down, Definitely. even to the young people.
2: Well, first and foremost, I salute both of you and anybody that came. Rise above what has been put on you. You know what I mean. It takes yeah. a strong individual to withstand that and rise above and become a better person. I, you know, I, you know, child, want to thank you for learning how to be a man without really seeing a man. You know, you knew, you saw what your mom went through, but you knew not to put another woman through that. So that's a lot of respect for you, because some children, some children, get caught up in that cycle. I just talked about that, you know, last week. Whereas some children see, you know, my mom stayed around, so I got to hit my woman. You know what I mean? That's that's how we show love. You know, my dad did this to my mom and she stayed. This is how they express love. So kudos to you for seeing the wrong in that and not repeating that cycle. You know what I mean? It takes a strong man to see the error in his father's ways and correct it within yourself. Because a lot of us swear that what my dad did, that's what I am. Not always the case. And for the people out there that are going through any type of abuse, whether it's physical, mental, verbal, that's something for you. I want you to play this song in your head. I want you to hum it to yourself. Because any time that you feel trapped, just know you gotta be free. When the girl you don't know about
4: this song, I know that's where.
2: Yeah, be free.
4: Yes, you said that's so right, my brother. Be free. Don't live your life in bondage. You know what I'm saying? You know this person is not treating you right. You got to let it go. The the peace that comes over you afterwards oh my gosh, it was it was a beautiful feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you're going to have them nights when you're crying and you wish you was with somebody and you're looking at your pillow and you wish there was a body, a warm body laying next to you, but that's temporary satisfaction. But what is it doing for your mind? What is it doing for your heart? What is it doing for your soul? You know what I'm saying? Really? Like, it's the temporary satisfaction can't buy, you know, anything when it comes down to, you just need to find yourself. You need to make yourself whole again. You need to get all those shattered pieces from your broken heart and say, you know what? I'm going to gather this back together, stand up and be the proud black woman that I am, be strong about it, and I'm going to move forward. And, yes, I will find somebody, but I'm going to do this right the next time. You know what I mean? And sometimes, a lot of times, it don't be our fault. Let me just say this, women out there, it's not your fault that you might have went through an abusive relationship. It could be that man's total, you know, fault. Everything could be on him. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever think that you wrong, you know, um, and everything was just your fault. Because it don't half the time. You know, we all play a part and we do things, you know, to add to it. And some things may not be right on our end, but, you know, don't ever feel as though you don't deserve to love again and that you don't deserve to find the right one, you know, and that you have to settle for less. Don't ever think that because like he was just saying with the song, free. Oh my gosh, freedom, freedom to say what I got to say. And I ain't got to worry about a fist coming towards me. Freedom to be able to express the way I feel, come in when I'm ready, leave when I'm ready. You know, freedom to not have to worry about, oh my gosh, is he down there beating my child? You know what I mean? That type of freedom, that sigh of relief. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you the peace that came over my home after that was gone. So I'm going to get back into this you know, with my son real quick, and then I'm going to go around to all my on-point family that is on the line and get their um, last comments, and then we're going to be closing out. So uh, Tyrese, how did it make you feel um, as a child seeing this and and not being able to do anything? Like what was your thoughts and feelings at that point?
3: Well, as a child – like, not really understanding what's going on, it's like, I'd be thinking like, okay, mom got it. But at the time it's like, when I'm seeing it, it's like, it's like confusion, because it's like when you see bits and pieces of things and, and then mom tell you you got it. Or mom's mom says everything is okay, and everything seems to be okay, but it's not like Like, anything out in the open, or or the case may be, it's like, what what do you really, like, really believe, or what do you... It's like a lot of confusion. It's just a lot of confusion, because not knowing everything and not being able to understand everything, it's like, even if you told me at the time, I probably wouldn't understand the most part. only thing that I would probably understand is he hit mom. <laughs> That's wow. probably the only, only thing I probably understand. But like when I was younger, I seen them pushing down, this, like trying to push you down the steps, and and a lot of a lot of altercations in the room and the, the slamming of the doors, and I'm locked out the room and I can't get in the room. It's like, all right, well. <laughs> Right, like, what to do? Like, cause this guy's a lot bigger than you, and Fine. mom's supposed to be like your hero. And right now, it's like even the, it's like even the cartoons. Like, if a kid's listening to something like that, like picture like your your favorite superhero losing, or your favorite superhero like the it, the ending goes bad, or the the ending don't go with the uh, hero on top. It's like well, that's not good that's not the way I wanted to end like what do you do from then <laughs> you don't it's not it's like what do I do? am I supposed to be my hero what what am I supposed to do
4: mm. like,
3: so absolutely.
4: I'm loving what you had, you know, um, brought to the table tonight. You really dropped some facts from a child's perspective, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we as adults, you know, sit back and talk about what it was like, but to hear what the child has to go through, the mental anguish, the anger, the disappointment, you know what I mean, and how it affected their lives, you know, really matters at that point. And that's the part that we as an adult and as parents really need to tap into when it comes down to the relationships and marriages that we get involved with, because if that child does not like your significant other one for for some reason, you don't need to take that lightly. You know what I'm saying? You need to find out, okay, what's going on? Did he say something? Did he do something? Is it an aura that you don't like about him? Let me sit back and, you know, take this a little closely and, and look at this and see why is it that, you know, he's having a problem or she's having a problem with him. You know, and this is why so many children get abused because they get ignored. You know what I mean? They don't want to believe it. Oh, you're just trying to come between our marriage, and you're going to like it whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? This is why the man comes in the household sometimes and, and rapes other children, whether it's male or female. You know what I'm saying? And you sitting there wondering what happened to Pookie and why is Pookie bleeding? But Pookie got raped by your husband. You know what I mean? Or your boyfriend. That's a whole no-show. That's a husband another show all in itself, but I'm just saying we don't take out the time to communicate with our kids and listen to our kids when it comes down to that, and that be the problem. So, you know, what do you have to say to the listeners that are out there as far as the experiences that you've, you know, seen and learned and as from a child's uh, perspective, if they were going through that, what would, what would be the best advice that you can give them?
3: Just don't be so angry. Just, like, try to find out. Try to ask before you react. Because a lot of my problems was I was just reacting. I didn't understand a lot. And I was just reacting. So, like, even when it was problems that really didn't have much to do with it or had problems where it's like like, there's little that could be resolved, just, just, acts about a lot of things. I try to get insight. The more insight and the more people you talk to about things, like don't let everybody in your business, but let the right people in your business. And and let like older people, like talk to a lot of older people, because older people have been through it and they, they know what to say and what to do. A lot of people that I hang around is older. So I, I talk to a couple of my older uh people that I that, that I trust and I see I I see what they say. And then I make my own decision because from that point on, uh, uh, the right person, even in parents, the job is to tell you right from wrong. Whatever you're going to do is what you're going to do. That's that's what you're going to do. So as long as they told you, everybody told you right and told you the right thing to do and and you know what's right and what's wrong. Don't react. Don't just react. Just get a lot of insight and just talk. Because reacting is going get you, it can get you in jail. Reacting can get you in suspended. Reacting can get you beat up. Because <laughs> if you can't fight, you there's other people that even if you can fight, there's other people that can fight as well. Reacting just not the way it just, it just causes a lot more to the situation. And then there's people that that care about you as well. So when you lash out and react is other people that's going to probably do the same because now if something happens to you, now you're hurting other people that you, now you're hurting the people that you want to defend and you're hurting the the very person that you want to defend, you're hurting that person. So you don't want to hurt the person that you're trying to defend by reacting out.
1: And Mm. I know I
3: I hurt you a couple of times Men, probably mentally not knowing what I was going to do out here, mm-hmm. and knowing that how I am and how angry I was. So growing up, I, I know I probably I probably did that. So mm-hmm. I just don't want nobody else to do that. So just don't re, don't react. Just just talk about it, about it. Just get a lot of insight and try to see figure out why.
5: Wow. That's
4: great advice. Great advice. You know, I got to touch this before I do get um, the on point to come on and um, you know, the different people on the on point family to come in and close us out as well. Um, The hustle game was unreal. I mean, some of us get so caught up into, Oh, he made good money. And let me tell you something, just because that man made good money don't mean that he's always going to do the right thing and pay your bills. Don't think that for a minute, because I'm going to tell you, mine had left me to the point where I was in foreclosure of my home. This man had stopped paying, you know, for a mortgage. And he had gotten to the point where he wanted to see me go in foreclosure, which was crazy. You know, and so when I came down to the hustle game, the hustle game was unreal. Like, we talked about him selling waters, and, uh, you know, it got to the point where I would, you know, get food stamps and sell food stamps, and then I had to, you know, buy, like, uh, cases of waters and cases of potato chips and pretzels and honey buns and sell them. You know what I mean? Cases of sodas and sell them. You know what I mean? To make extra money any way that I could to hustle because I had to become strong enough to say, you know what? I got this. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this. You know, without you, I'm going to get myself out of this hole. So don't let that excuse of, oh, he got good money be the reason why you stay with that person. You know what I mean? Because all along, here I am sitting there talking about, how are we going to do this? You know, because my son even said the same thing. He said, Mom, how are we going to do this? We're not in no shape or form. We're really going to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, you can't work like that. And I said, what did I say to you guys? I said, I promise you that we're going to get out of this. I promise you I'm coming back on my feet. I'm going to land on my feet. I'm going to be strong about this. We're going to have food in this house. We're going to keep this house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And we're going to get past that. I even said one day I might be driving and look at me. I'm driving now. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it, it, it makes you look back like, wow, I remember when. I remember when, when there was no food and we were just trying to figure out who's going to eat today and who's going to starve today. I remember, you know what I'm saying? And it really wasn't a question because, of course, my child was always going to eat first. But there was times when my son was like, no, mom, because you know what I ate at so-and-so house or I ate a late lunch or, you know, so-and-so treated me to dinner or something like that. And then he would be like, so you go ahead and take it, you know, and I remember the times when we would take, you know, our last $20 and buy shredded meat. You know what I mean? And tell them to shred the meat so it looked like we had a lot. And we would take those pieces of shredded meat and put it over some noodles with some gravy. Or we would take mm-hmm. a whole bunch of cans of beef stew and get like maybe 3 oh, to oh $5 God, worth of yeah. beef guys and shredded up in there and we had like a whole meal. We just knew we had something. You know what I'm saying? I remember (laughs) those days. You know (laughs) that
3: didn't
4: even go together. Right! It was stuff we was putting food together that didn't even belong
1: together.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But we had to crawl before we walk and you know and look at us. My son, I'm proud because my son is successful. You know what I'm saying? He's doing the barbering business as I'm doing the hair business. You know what I'm saying? We both still, you know, engage in doing hair. You know, that's his career. That's also my career. And, you know, I'm like a Jamaican. I got a collar that can't be turned. I don't turn down nothing but my collar. So I'm handling like four jobs, hustling, because that's just me. And, cause once, you know, once I gotten a dose of that hustle spirit, it's kind of hard to break out of it whether whoever comes along in your life because there's always a thing where I got to strive to do better. I got to, you know what I mean? I'm here, but I want to get there. And I'm you know what I mean? I'm trying to get to that next level every single day. So you darn Skippy, I'm not going to never stop trying. I'm not going to never stop working hard and hustling and doing extra stuff because that is who I am. That spirit has been embedded in me because I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? And not that I have to do it as hard, but, you know, I'm going to go hard because at the end, I know my results is going to be nothing but success. So I'm going to go on to my on-point family. I really appreciate you. I mean, you know what? You, Like I said, you know, my you my favorite son in the whole wide world, my only son. <laughs> Let that be known. But I'm so mm-hmm. proud of him because I know it wasn't easy for you to talk about – painful experiences that had happened in the past, you know, and um, reliving those moments. But the whole purpose of us doing that was so that way we can touch somebody's life out there. And that's what this is all about. And um, I'm going to give the On Point family a chance to, you know, say something to you as well. And then we ready to come to a close in the next few minutes. So I'm going to start with DJ Till. Till, are you in the building?
0: You know I'm definitely right here, girl. Just like when you had a situation, I'm right there, boy. What's up, Ka? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you already know I'm right here, boy. You know, like I said before, man, keep your head up. But, hey, you know what? This ain't no daggone show. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it like that to everybody out there. This is ministry, straight up.
1: Right? Because if you, you ain't right. done this
0: before in your life, you got the problem because this is connected so many different types of ways because I'm already going through. And I know somebody else is doing it right now, but you know what? After hearing this show, or if you listen to the show later, you will be blessed because this too shall pass. And this brother right here, you just let loose for all the youngsters out there that want to be bottled up. Now they got a little bit of freedom because you just damn sure enough had a release, boy. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> And I know it was real because it's authentic. And I know dress. You see her up mm-hmm. and you down. A lot of people don't know that. See, a lot of people don't know she's versatile. A lot of people don't know that she's <laughs> she got a brain on her. Boy. And she's outspoken. Don't meet Janelle. That may be outspoken, though. That
1: may
0: be outspoken. I'm so glad. I just wanted to just say, man, you know this was real. I love what you're doing. And my God, somebody going to get blessed because I pray that they listen to this over and over again and put it to your equation of life. Cause y'all just put it on.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, Any, anybody else has anything else to add? Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No. Okay. Um, Mr. On Point. And then I'm gonna go to
6: miss I can't believe you said that. Please, please. um, I just want to say that it's a hell of a show, man, and um, we all you know has been strong, you know, when it comes to family, especially I know how the the sun protection of a mother is, man. So I commend you for, you know what I mean, um, Thank
1: you. protecting your
6: mother being there for, you know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. important, you know what I'm saying, um, one of the things we always say is the first person that the little boy falls in love with is his mom, and that's not in no, you know, no incest or sexual nature, that's in the laws of attraction nature, you know what I mean, um, it's just a different bond between a daughter and a mother and a son and a mother, you know what I mean, just just like the reverse, you know, give them girls fall in love with their fathers first. That's why it's important for a father to, you know, project a certain image around his daughters because she's going to grow up to find somebody like her father. You know? Um, so, I mean, I'm just enjoying the show, man. I, I, I heard a lot tonight that was touching. You know what I mean? A lot of it was said, but yet inspiring. You know what I mean? Um, our story dear, Your story Wonder Dre, dry, and I know what it's like. I mean, since you're talking about putting stuff together. I remember we used to eat uh, cornmeal like it was oatmeal or cream of wheat. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was doing that. like that. That I remember us eating those syrup sandwiches, sugar sandwiches,
1: mm-hmm. cookies,
6: you know what I mean? Stacked with the, the, the covered the cover, you know, stacked with baked beans, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know what that's like. The struggle was real. The struggle's still real. You know right. We not in mm-hmm. the big means for all these move, pretty much. Right. You know so, the, the, the just of it is, so, <clears> though, <throat> see, the struggle don't stop and neither should the house. That's the moral of the story. You know what I mean? Right. And protect yours. Protect yours at any and all costs. You know what I mean, so.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the show,
6: man. Again, kudos cool to you, good brother, for you know protecting your mother and growing into the man that you become. One the great, great job
4: raising it. Thank you. Aww. Okay. So we're going to go to my favorite DJ over here on the wheels of steel. He didn't get a chance to show out like he usually do. And we didn't get a chance to do our little uh, request hour, but don't forget, we will be doing it again next week. But um, I, I had to have that special edition. But you know, this is my brother from another mother right here. You know, Todd is your uncle about to get on here. This <laughs> mm. man is first of all, he's going to be you know, um, you know, giving us some pointers, and and he's always doing some things you know on the air, giving us. He knows exactly what I like to be played on the air, and he always has stuff that. Ah wow, how can I say this? That always goes with the theme of what we're talking about. So, you know, I'm gonna bring on my brother, Mr I can't believe he just said that. See what
5: he got to say.
2: Hey, I just wanna I just wanna say you know, first of all, thank both of you <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> for being strong minded, strong willed and God-fearing, right, and relying on the creator to allow you to escape the torment that you both went through, you know, and this this is something that a lot of people needed to hear, you know, like we always, we we talk about different topics and different subjects on, on, on everybody's show. But you share the piece of you. You mm-hmm. share your story. You had your son tell his story, and that's what makes it that that much more special. Because you gave people an insight to your life when you didn't have to. You could have kept everything generic, but. You didn't. You just say, This is me. This is why I am who I am. Mm -hmm. I've come this far. I still got work to do. But a couple of potholes that gave me a couple flat tires didn't stop me. I got spares.
4: Hmm. I like that.
2: I like that. So, you know what I mean? It's. It's a lot of women that really needed to hear that story. It's a lot of women that put their man before their child.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's true.
2: a lot of women that stay in abusive relationships for the children. That's their excuse, you know. I'm not saying that that they don't, because a lot of women don't know how to get out. And I'm going to just go on record and say the love that you have for yourself, and the love that you have for your children, the love that you have for your creator, all the strength that you need to make the right decision when you're ready.
4: Yes, I agree with you on that one. That 100%, that was well said. Yes. And, you know, with that being said, it's really not too much more to say, you know, other than the fact that, you know, love yourself. And if you love yourself first, then you can have someone to love you. You know what it's like to be loved at that point. You know how you will want to be treated. Get to know yourself. Get to know what what makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? If you don't love yourself, you can't expect for somebody else to love you. You know what I mean? Because you want to keep accepting whatever comes your way. Well, Ty, I know we get ready come to a close, and I definitely appreciate you being on the show. Did you have anything else you want to add before we come to the end?
3: No, it's just, uh, I'm sitting next to my lady, and we, we, uh, about to talk after this now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, beautiful, 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 and the love continues, right? And you know I love you, right? Hey, my child. <laughs> <laughs> I said you know, mommy loves you, right?
3: Yes, I love you.
4: And guess what? It ain't nothing you can do about it. How about that?
3: I <laughs> know. Nah, ain't
4: nothing you can do about <laughs> the <that> return either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <good> man. <dog. laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed So with that said, we're going to bring this show to a close Tune in next week uh, for another episode of Sophisticated Ladies Coming your way next Sunday at 9 o'clock I may be bring you a continuation Because we need to talk to Wonder Bob about What is it like dealing in a relationship after a broken heart Ooh, you don't want to miss that Okay, so tune in next week, y'all. So I'm gonna get my DJ in the building. He gonna close us out with a happy song. DJ, I'm gonna need you to lace
1: me.
2: It. It's only right that we go out with your anthem.
1: That's right. <laughs> Whatever
5: you want, whatever you
1: need, anything you want, baby, I'll do it myself. Cause all I ever want, all I ever want, it's all in me. Oh, my God.
4: the ass out there.